What's going on, listener? Thanks for pressing play today. In today's episode of Nerd Nostalgia, you're going to find me, Irvin, bringing you some spoiler-free Top Gun action. Let's do this, baby. Let's take it back to the 80s. If you're new around here, please head over to Apple Podcasts or now to Spotify and drop that five-star. Tell your friends, family, and coworkers about us. Help us grow this audience. We absolutely love bringing this content to you guys. All right, that being said, let's jump into some Top Gun goodness. I'll catch you in the episode. Welcome back, welcome back, listener. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's your guy, the one and only, your friendly neighborhood nerd, Irvin. What's going on? Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm happy to get this going, and I'm excited to talk to you guys about Top Gun Maverick. So this past weekend, uh, I went out with one of my buddies, Miguel. Shout out, we had a bro date, a full-on bro-mance, bro-date I don't know what what else to call it, but it was awesome. So we went uh, comic book hunting, and then afterwards, we hit up a movie. And so we saw Top Gun Maverick. And I had been consistently seeing people post on like Facebook, Instagram, sending me text messages like, oh man, this movie's awesome, this movie's awesome. And so I was, I was pretty hyped. I had heard really good reviews at the, whenever it debuted, whatever CinemaCon or wherever it actually debuted. So I'm not going to lie, I was hyped. I, I'm, I'm a fan of the original. I like Tom Cruise as an actor. You know, his personal stuff aside, he's a, he's a good actor. You can't deny him that. But I was very hyped going into this movie. And let me tell you what, it absolutely delivered. And then some. If you haven't seen the movie, highly suggest you do. And don't worry, this review is just going to be spoiler-free. We're going to talk about box office stuff, production, the cast, some of the plot points, nothing that's going to... Uh, Nothing that you haven't seen, basically. Like we'll cover all of the uh, the trailer kind of stuff. But I couldn't do this review without doing this right here. All right, all right, that's enough of that. Lest we get into a little bit of trouble as far as the uh, copyright and all that kind of stuff is concerned, right? No copyright intended for whoever produced that. Anyways, absolutely epicness. Let's jump into it. The movie, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it off the rip. You will actually hear that song in the movie. And so it starts off just with a banger, right? Let's start with that. Box office wise, it ended up making $282 million this opening weekend. Granted, it's a longer weekend. So, and that's worldwide as well, I might, I might add. Granted, that is, you know, worldwide, a three day weekend, Memorial weekend, absolutely the perfect weekend for this to come out. But it did gross 156 here domestically. And so that actually puts it at. The highest three-day weekend ever, beating out the 2007 Pirates of the Caribbean, whatever, whatever, Johnny Depp, whatever it was. I don't know. I don't know what the titles were of the movies. I haven't, I haven't watched those in a while. So it's doing absolutely wonderful. And I think 
this second week is going to be another big week for it because I think people that were out and about will have time to go watch the movie now, especially because they'll get a little FOMO going from the people that were able to watch it and experience it, and they're going to tell them, hey, this is awesome. I personally plan on watching this at least two more times, with one of those times being with my dad, who is a absolutely super action flick guy. I don't know if he remembers this movie. You have to consider that my dad is mid-60s, 65, 66, somewhere in that range. So it's been a while since, you know, the 1980s have been around. And uh, I think uh, I think he may have forgotten. I shot him a text. I'm sure he was out and about with my uncle and my mom and aunt and all that kind of stuff, having a good old time this Memorial Day weekend. They go out more than I do sometimes. Party animals. That's that retired life. But I digress. I, I definitely do want to watch this with him. I think he's going to enjoy the flick. So hopefully I can give that to him as part of his Father's Day gift. So the interesting part about this, right, is that the movie has already grossed more than the budget. The budget was actually $170 million, which makes sense because these guys, it's legitimate F-18s. Or for all you plane nerds out there, the F-A-18 Super Hornet. But yeah, it makes total sense that you know the, the budget was that high for a movie like this because they're legitimately in there. One little fact that I found out watching like a behind-the-scenes kind of thing was that Tom Cruise actually put the pilots or the would-be pilots from the movie into a training regiment to prep them for the G-Force on top of the military training that they were getting because they were working hand-in-hand with the Navy because those F-18s belong to, you know, the red, white, and blue to the Navy. But yeah, mainly like G4 stuff and they had all the kinds of training. And then one of the big things that I remember seeing was they had to do underwater training. Like theoretically, if they crashed over some water, they would have to be able to get out of it. So that was one of the trainings that they did. So these guys actually, they got into good shape and you know went through uh, some rigorous training. So I, I commend the actors for going full out on this. But also to get the footage, they had to have cameras in there and they had to kind of make it seem like they were flying the planes, right? And they did a wonderful job. Kudos to everybody because the film that the all the film that they have available from like a uh, writer, director, kind of producer standpoint, I can see that they did a really good job. So he also had to train them on that as well. So a lot of lot of different aspects going into actually making this movie. A lot of moving parts. So I don't know if credit should be giving to the uh, production companies, you know, Skydance Media, Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer Films, uh, Paramount Pictures. Like, I, I don't know who deserves credit, but I think Tom Cruise definitely deserves a chunk of that, which he also was a producer on this with uh, along obviously with uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, uh, Christopher McQuarrie and David Ellison if those names mean anything to you. I'm just kind of reading off of uh, Wikipedia here. Not our sponsor but we would love for you guys to sponsor us. Anyways back to your regularly scheduled podcast. <laughs> um, I'm over here goofing sorry y'all. So not only does Tom Cruise produced this movie he obviously stars in it as well along with some really epic cast i mean i I was kind of shocked i didn't know jennifer connelly was going to be in this but she is in it miles teller who i'm actually a fan of i think he's uh he's a great actor and he's up and coming well not up and coming at this point he's he's pretty well established he's been in some good movies he does a wonderful job in this also he got jacked for the movie good for him john ham is in this glenn powell lewis pullman ed harris Monica Barbero, and then the big twist, not a twist, but uh, a special someone makes a guest appearance there. Spoiler alert, earmuffs for the next 10 seconds. It's Val Kilmer. It's Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer shows up. 
So back to our regularly scheduled stuff. Spoiler free. That kind of was a little spoiler, and I said this would be spoiler free. So ooh, my bad. But it's like a mini one, and you kind of know he's in it, but you don't know to what capacity. And before we move into the plot and you know our overall point Ewok scale average, whatever we call it, or Ewok meter. <laughs> I do want to talk about uh, the writers and specifically the the screenplay. So the story was by Peter Craig and Justin Marks, and the screenplay was specifically by Aaron Kruger and Eric Warren Singer and then Christopher McCary. And the reason I want to talk about that, which will lead perfectly into my next point, will segue in an easy transition, is that I could see that the, the way this was originally written had a specific person in mind. I think whoever the blonde woman was back in the day. And that was probably the only gripe I had with this. They could have just made that character. They just could have given it to another blonde person. We would not have known the difference. And it would have been perfectly fine. But I digress. But I could tell the way they wrote it, it had that person originally in mind. It was It's legitimately a sequel from the original set 30 years after. Captain Pete Maverick has you know lived his life, done some things, and has been peating it up, has mavericking it up this entire time. But... For whatever reason, they had to eliminate that actress as, as a possibility. And they brought in Jennifer Connelly, which does a wonderful job portraying her character. Uh, but they could have easily thrown a, a blonde wig on her. And I'd have been like, oh, nope, that's that same girl from before. Because obviously that movie's from the 80s, dude. I could tell the writers really did want that kind of in mind. Like they had that in mind. And obviously, you know, as time progresses, scripts change. Uh, people are blackballed. Some people quit Hollywood. All kinds of stuff, right? They have to kind of account for that. But one other point to talk about with these writers is they kept me on my toes. There was uh, certain things that I fully expected to happen that didn't pan out. Some things did, obviously, but that's just typical writing. If you're a comic book reader, if you're a regular book reader, if you're a consistent movie watcher, then you, then you know what to expect. But I will say this, you are going to be pleasantly surprised at some of the little twists that they give you. And so I can appreciate a movie that does that when it's not formulaic and okay, you know, we're on the quest, we find the sword and I slay the dragon and then I get the girl, boom, you know, like it, it, it didn't have that. There were some ups and downs and they play with your emotions a bit too. So I really appreciated the writing. Obviously the acting was, you know, amazing. You have Tom Cruise, Connolly, John Hamm, Oh, Miles Teller, like the list goes on and on. These guys absolutely crushed it. Guys and gals, I should say, right? So I'm super, super happy that, you know, they were able to develop this movie. The funny thing or the interesting part about this is that they had announced this movie back in 2010. And I vaguely remember that happening and me being excited because I really, I've, I've been a fan of this movie for forever and a day. I've watched it dozens of times. Actually, a fun little story. I had a roommate at one point that, uh, that used this, line to get uh, to get some he asked a girl oh hey have you ever watched top gun before she's like no what's that he's like oh you've never seen top gun he's like oh i'll show you come over to my room and then they started watching top gun and then she saw the top of his gun hi yo no names no names no names because snitches get stitches and end up in ditches fact no cap Anyways, back to what we were talking about. So this movie got announced back then. They started production, but then it got kind of put on hold. So what ended up happening, 2010, they announced this. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer and then director Tony Scott. However, uh, by 2012, Tony Scott ended up taking his life away. Uh, so he committed suicide, which 
transitioning over to to something real quick, getting away from this. If you ever need help, if you ever need to talk to someone, there there is help out there for you guys. Um, I don't like you know to be down or anything like that, but I do want people to know that you are special. You do mean something to someone. You would leave a void in other people's hearts if you opted to take that choice. So don't. Uh, it would break a lot of people's hearts. You know, get some help. Talk to some folks. Talk things out. You know. Life is about uh, ups and downs. The highest highs and the lowest lows, they never last. It's always about the next thing that's going to happen. So enjoy it. Enjoy life. Again, there's help out there. Back to our regularly scheduled podcast here. Then fast forward five years, they hire on Kaczynski to basically draft up a script. They got it out. Principal photography took place around 2018. And then in 2019... They began to shoot. They had pretty much everything done. However, due to COVID and all that kind of stuff, they had to kind of delay everything, right? And so people thought it was going to be bad. They thought that's why they were delaying it. I remember being so excited in 2020 thinking that this movie was going to come out. But man, I feel like that actually ended up helping it out. So them tabling it just a little bit longer ended up helping it out so much because look at them now, you know, 156 million over the weekend, 228 globally. Yeah, that was the right choice. But let's talk about the overall plot on this, and then we'll finish off with our thoughts and uh, our Ewok scale reading point meter, whatever you want to call it. We, we don't even have an official name for it. Ewok scale. There we go. Boom. So this is directly from Wikipedia, y'all. Over three decades after the events of Top Gun, Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell is a U.S. Navy test pilot and has avoided promotion to continue flying. When Rear Admiral Chester Hammer Kane plans to shut down the hypersonic Dark Star scramjet program and in turn redirecting the funds to the drones program, Maverick takes the prototype to its Mach 10 speed objective before Kane arrives. You then find out that he's being called back to Top Gun and from there, that's it. That's all the plot points I'm going to give you. He's obviously going to train some, some bucks, some young bucks, some young Navy pilot bucks and then to boot... One of the people he has to train is Rooster, his old co-pilot, his wingman, his son. And part of the movie is about uh, their relationship and their dynamic and some of the things that happen in their history. And moving forward here, the, the, one of the most notable things for me, the, the selling point during this movie, and you get it off the rip, is the nostalgia. Obviously, this is nerd nostalgia, right? That's what this podcast tends to be about. Not all the time. But you get it off the rip. And so that to me stood out. As soon as I heard the song I played for y'all earlier, the the Top Gun anthem, I knew it was going to be a good movie. Just just that off the rip, I was like, oh yeah, we're in for some nostalgia. And so they they take you down memory lane, and they show you so many things from the original. Uh, and it was just it was perfect. It was perfect. I really really enjoyed the movie. Again, like I said, I'm gonna watch it probably two more times, at least once for sure. But I digress. There's just there's just so many different things that I could say that went really well with this movie. There's bromances. There's there wasn't volleyball. There wasn't shirtless volleyball. But you get something almost as good. It, it was still pretty good. You uh, you get love. You get badassery. You get F-18s. Like you get G-force. Like it's it's rad. It's really really rad. I. Cannot stress enough, you need to go watch this movie. If it wasn't on your list to watch in theaters, if you haven't been to the theaters in a while, highly recommend you go watch this movie in theaters. 
the sound in theaters my god it was it was perfect it was amazing like whenever they're you know breaking mock speed like you feel the rumbling of the theater like it, it just added that extra element to it so highly highly recommend and to kind of start capping off this uh spoiler free review here let's get to our ewok scale i would give this a solid 8.2 to 8.4 ewoks which to convert that over into regular stars is about a 92 9.4 range it is absolutely epic guys so worth watching i had a couple military buddies go watch it different branches one guy was uh, marines another guy is army ranger shout out to my boys they both said that they loved it one's a complete nerd and uh, is a comic collector um, the other is just a movie goer a movie watcher uh, anytime he has marvel questions i'm his go-to that tends to be the case for a lot of people are like hey i need explanation on this i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah i got you but all in all an absolutely wonderful movie highly suggest you go watch it it's a lot of fun there's it's a roller coaster of emotions there's funny moments there's sad moments there's moments that make you angry it uh, it takes you through the gauntlet and there's there's a lot of twists there's a lot of turns uh, some expected things some unexpected things so give it a go that's going to do the review the spoiler free review as always guys thank you so much for joining me head over to apple Podcasts. head over to spotify drop that five star tell your friends tell your family tell your coworkers. help us grow this audience we really do love bringing these to you guys all right guys that's it y'all have a wonderful day night evening whatever it is and remember stay nerdy my friends <laughs>